at Numerica, we think it's time we had the money talk. Filling envelopes with cash for different monthly expenses is a smart way to stick to a budget. Using digital envelopes or multiple savings accounts may be even smarter. It's a budgeting method that you can't lose or accidentally run through the wash. Visit numericacu.com. Federally insured by NCUA. The following podcast is being brought to you by the Defy Life Podcast Network. On this episode of the Anything, Everything, and Nothing podcast, Lynn and Kim talk Nikki Haley's resignation, a 20-pound cyst, youngins drinking wine, and wicker whackers. They also discuss baby chauffeuring Pooch Hall, Tupac in Cuba, and Lynn's riding anxiety. Let's start the show. Second episode of Anything, Everything, and Nothing with Lynn and Kim. Big sis, are you there? Microphone check, microphone check. I am here. What's up? All right. How you doing? Did you like that microphone check? I took it back to 1980. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how I feel about that. Listen, I don't know where that came from, but that's what that's what it was. So there it is. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why does listen? Why does the old lady? On 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 Family Feud, she like ninety. She's so cute. Okay, I'm sorry. That was just a doing side note. Side note. Sidebar. Sorry, that's what I get for having TV on while we, you know, recording and things. But how are you on this grand evening after Hurricane Michael came and blew everything away? I know, right? Well. I'm going to go back and say, hello, everybody. I am Kim, the big sis, or also known as the big sis. And then my sister over there is Lynn, better known as the little sis. Yes. Hello. <laughs> for those of us, for those of us, for, for those of, yeah, for those of them or those of us who don't know what's happening, you know. Okay. I'm sorry. What's going on? So, um, Last week, we did our first episode, um, thought it was pretty good, it was uh, exciting, and uh, got us kind of hyped for this week, episode two, hope we can give the people a little something to talk about later on in the week or over the weekend, and um, I hope they'll enjoy. What do you think? I hope so, too. I hope so, too. We got a lot to talk about. Um, I know. So. Which would be a normal, everyday conversation for us, that those of you that have not heard episode one... This comes comes from everyday conversations, talking 17 times a day, sometimes three minutes, sometimes three hours. It just depends on what's going on. So we're here to share what we talk about with you. Okay. Well, let's get this party started. Um, sister, what's on your mind right now? Oh boy, currently. Um well, what was on my mind, like, when we first started was that little old lady on Family Feud. But anyway, <laughs> um, what's really on my mind, I guess, like, literally on my mind right now is appreciation for the fact that my children are 
possibly sleeping at the moment. Oh, okay. I don't know, but they quiet. They might not be asleep, but they quiet. Gotcha. Okay. I'm appreciating that because I can do this without any interruptions. So, um, speaking of the children, I wanted to share with you because I don't know if I shared it with you yet okay. that we fire drill the other night and it was really cool. Did I tell you about that? You did not tell me about the fire drill. Oh, well, Amir, who is my five-year-old, which, yes, you know that, but everybody else might not. Okay. Uh-oh. I spoke too soon. Okay, so Amir is the five-year-old, and he uh, had to do a fire drill as a homework assignment. See, I spoke too soon. Hold that thought. Yes, Edison. Okay, I'll get it for you. Bye-bye. Okay. He's supposed to be asleep. Why is he in here? Okay. Anyway, because we're doing the podcast. That's why. Because life just couldn't be that easy. And I almost for two seconds thought that it was. Okay. So he was he had to have a do a do a fire drill for a homework assignment. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay, well that's kind of cool. Let's try it. And at first I really wasn't sure because I was like, okay, how would we really do this? But then you know, I said, well, I just thought about the layout of our apartment. And I was like, okay, well, if it was in the kitchen, you know, here's what we would do. So I was like, boys, okay, here are a couple of scenarios. If fire happened in the kitchen and you're in your room and I'm in my room, you know, here's how we'd have to handle this. If mommy can't get to you, here's what I need for you to do. So I showed them how to shut the door, put the blanket, you know, where the crack is at the door and then come to the window and work together to open the window. By that time, I would be outside of their window because of the way that we're set up. I would go outside the patio door because that's before the kitchen. And I would help them along the way with the window and get them out the window. So we actually ran it and they did it and they did it perfect. It was so cool. Oh, so cool. oh you sound like a proud mommy. You look, they did it. My boys did it. My boys did it. They did it. It was so I should have recorded it. It was so cool. Cause they, they worked together, they got the window open, and they were rescued. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> so now hopefully we never have to use that, but at least now they know. That's good. I, well I, I have no doubt that Mir was able to do it. And of course Edison is gonna follow right along. So I have no doubt that they got it down pat. Yes. Not- and they Okay. And apparently I'm supposed to dress him like a farmer tomorrow for school. And I have no idea how I'm supposed to do that. But anyway. Okay. All right. So that's what's on your mind right now. Yes. Okay. Um, I might, can, can I give you three things that are on my mind right now? Sure. Okay. And and I'm, I'm going to make them quick, but I just, one of the things you probably won't know what I'm talking about, but I want to share it with you anyway. Okay. Okay. But first of all, I want to say that these hurricanes need to get on and do what they're going to do. Man, listen. Uh, let me tell you something. I got 21 cans of Aina sausage in the cabinet. Okay? Right. I got that tuna in the pack, you know, in the, in the cabinet because Hurricane Florence and Hurricane Michael going to come through and cause Armageddon and take all us out. Exactly. I got some Bar S honey ham from Family Dollar that I've never heard of because the stores didn't have any yesterday. So I got this unknown or this unnamed honey ham, 21 mm-hmm. cans of Aina sausage, and water. I need these hurricanes to do what they're going to 
because the one time that I don't heed to the warnings, you know what's going to happen. It's going to come and take the roof off my house. Exactly. Okay, that's number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, do you you know a journalist named Jason Whitlock? He's a sports journalist. I do not. Okay, well then just hear me out, okay? He's he's an African-American sports journalist. Um, On the heavy side, I don't particularly care about him, and I've never watched his show. He has a show that calls uh, Speak for Yourself, and it's on Fox. And I just happened to be watching Fox today because I was watching some other stuff earlier, and it was just on that channel. And so he went on this long diatribe and this long monologue about Colin Kaepernick. Hmm. And is he a revolutionary or is he not? And he's just a brand, he's just a marketing brand. I mean, it was just going on, and nobody bet not compare him to Muhammad Ali and Rosa Parks. But he sounded just like a true hater. And wow. I was just like, yo, what is your problem? So I tweeted the show. And I was like, is he does he really feel like this or is he doing this for ratings? Because I just couldn't believe how he was down in Kaepernick. And this is what he was upset about because Kaepernick, you know that picture that he got with the uh, the new Nike ad? Mm-hmm. Well, he trademarked that image. Okay. And I'm like, uh, hell to the yeah, because I'm gonna say he should have. Then guess what? Somebody else was gonna do it and make money for him. So why not? And I did his face. Say again. It's his face. But but what I'm saying only, but I bet if he was Caucasian, it would be looked as a business move. You see what I'm saying? But that he's but he just went on and on and on and so I tweeted. I said, Lord, somebody please pick me up off the floor. Um, I'm listening to Jason Whitlock's monologue. And I got some responses back. And they were like, he's a, he's a damn idiot. And don't pay no attention to him. And I was like, oh, okay. So people have done this before. But it just brought me the wrong way. Because for me, mm-hmm. that whole Kaepernick thing that's going on, I'm with it 100%. Because I know a lot of black men who have gone to his uh, Know Your Rights campaign. And uh-huh. they and they know what to do when they are stopped by the cops and things like that. So I'm like, did he really research what Colin Kaepernick is doing, or is he just a hater? But right. that, that really made me mad. And I knew you wasn't gonna know about the sports thing, but I wanted to share that with you anyway. Yeah, no, but okay. it's okay. Okay, I can appreciate the subject matter. I appreciate you listening to me. Okay, now the last thing, sis, and I want you to tell me if I'm wrong, because um, you know, you know how we do it. If, if I'm wrong, then you let me know, okay? Right. So I was having a conversation with somebody and we were talking and they were they were talking, telling me about their relationship. And mm-hmm. the person said, well, you know, I'm fa- I'm family orientated. Oh. And when I be trying to conversate with my boo. And I said, well, wait a minute, did, did this person just hit me off with orientated and conversation in the same sentence? In the same sentence? In the same sentence. Okay. So, so here's my thing. Now, we not friends. We ain't, you know, we weren't sister friends. We not like you and I. So I'm like, what do I do with this? So then they kept saying orientated. We having a problem because I'm family orientated. And they're not family orientated. And so I'm thinking in my head, I no longer hear what they're talking about. I'm just hearing 
why the hell are you saying orientated? Why are you saying orientated? But do I say something or would, that, or would this person be offended? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. So they kept on with the, when we conversate and I'd be trying to conversate and I was like, and I was just cringing. You know what I'm saying? And I was just like, ooh, I need my sister. I need my sister right now because she is the only one who understands that it should be oriented and conversing. You know what I'm saying? But I, I couldn't do nothing with that. And I was just like, oh my God, I need my sister right now. I need my sis because nobody else would understand this. You know what I'm saying? So, focus on the conversation. Listen. I'm trying to tell you. Because they saying conversate and orientate. Orientated. Holy cow. But anyway, so that was on my mind absolutely right now. I I was just like, woo-wee. Okay, but it's okay. You know, we, we made it through. So would you have corrected this person if you were not friends? Or would you just have let it go like I did? If we were not friends? Yeah, we're not, we're, we weren't friends. We, I would say we are acquaintances, but not friends. Um, I know, right? I, know. I don't know. I know, right? Because I was just like, you know, you're trying to tell me about an issue that you're having, and I'm sitting here talking about your grammar. <laughs> I'm sitting here, right, right. not but thinking about your grammar. But I was just like, okay, so orientated and conversate. If he, if I would have got hit off with one or the other, I might have been okay. But both of them at the same time for twenty minutes, right? That was. Yeah, I have let conversate slide before. I have. Okay. okay. I have let it slide, and uh, but I don't know how I would have gotten through getting hit with both of them at the same time. Same time, sis. All I'm saying is that was rough. That was pow, rough. Pow. Ooh. Pow, pow. Orientate. Pow. Conversate. Oh no. Yes. Wow. yes. Okay. But anyway, so guys, that's what's on our mind right now. And um, we're going to move on to in the news, the um, anything, everything and nothing in the news. What do you think about that, sis? Sounds good to me. Um, well, let me tell you what I found to be just absolutely sad. I, I know you've heard about the, the limousine crash that was in upstate New York. Yes. Okay. Can we say absolutely sad can we say four members in one family died can we say 18 friends no yeah 18 friends in one limousine did and two other people did it's just like holy cow how sad is that i just cannot imagine now did i read um a story regarding this story okay those Four siblings that died. Mm-hmm. There was seven of them in all. Oh, and yeah, there was seven of them in all. And I think them, and then they had a brother. They were the only five left. Wow. I want to say that now it's just a brother. Now I may, I may have my numbers wrong, but it's something to that effect. Okay. Where there was already some of the seven that were dead and now them. Wow. Okay. Well, listening to the news, you know, they said that the limousine shouldn't have been on the road in the first place. Right. Because it did not pass inspection. Right. And the driver of the limousine was not certified to drive that extended limo cab thingy that they were, that they were riding in. 
Okay. And the limousine wasn't what it was supposed to be because it was one that was just made into a limousine. It wasn't an actual, like they have them where people just extend them, but they're not manufactured that way. They don't, they don't meet the safety guidelines that they should meet when they're manufactured that way. Wow. Just turn it into a limousine. When you turn it into a limousine, it's not, um, it's not, it doesn't have the safety features that it's supposed to have. I got you. And so, you know, me and my parent know it, mine. Well, you, you don't have to worry about me getting one of those limousines if, yeah. we ever, if, we need, if we ever need a party one, because you don't have to worry about that, even though that's way in New York, ain't got nothing to do with us, but you know how I think. You know what I'm saying? No, and then I, was, I heard a little tidbit that either the owner of that company or either the driver was helping the federal government with the, the terrorist something or the other. Did you hear that? I didn't hear that part. Okay, well, I heard that. So now I'm thinking, okay, did somebody go and sabotage the car? You know? Right. Anyway, that's just, at my heart just went out to just that whole area, that whole family. Because they said it was only like a town of 3,000 people. You oh, know? My yeah. oh, my goodness. That, that was really sad. That was really sad. But anyway, um, I just thought, you know, we didn't talk about that. It was really sad. Um, yeah. Do you happen to drink um, LaCroix water? I don't know. Is it, is it LaCroix or LaCroix? I don't know how you pronounce it. I guess it's French. I don't know. Well, probably LaCroix, like St. Croix. Okay. Yeah. Well, LaCroix is being, they have a class action lawsuit against the manufacturer because, you know, it's supposed to be like natural or whatever it is, but someone purchased it and then had it tested and found out, well, uh, they are alleging that it has all kind of synthetic ingredients to include roach insecticides. Yes. Roach insecticides. Oh, that is awful. Don't know if it's true, but that is what the lawsuit is saying. I only know one person that drinks LaCroix, and I shot him a text to say, listen, you might want to, you might want to rethink your drink. You know what I'm saying? Right. Oh my gosh, I'm glad I never touched it. But you know what though? You don't know what you're drinking and you don't know what you're eating. We have no idea. We are trusting that the FDA is yeah. doing what they're supposed to do. We don't know. We don't know. Right. And when I heard that, I was just like, I'm going I'm to swallow my spit and keep it moving. <laughs> I'm just going to drink my spit and keep it moving. Oh man, sickening. Okay, so some more in the news, guys. Um, my sister told me about a woman who had a 20-pound cyst. So, sis, I'm going to let you take over there because I don't know nothing about that. All I know is that's crazy. Ooh, okay, so the 20-pound cyst. Now, you know, this just comes from me scrolling through on my little news, you know, that pops up mm-hmm. on the internet at work. Um, so, yes, apparently this lady... Had a well, it grew into a 20 pound cyst. It started off small. She went to get it checked out. They waved her off. The doctors just kind of waved her off. Oh, don't worry about it, it'll go away. Well, it kept growing, and for five years, she let it grow to 20 pounds. And then she looked like she was nine months pregnant by the time she went in to get it out. Um, she said that the doctors literally, like, 
I don't know if it was at 20 pounds just yet, but it was big. And uh, she went to the ER and the doctors told her to go home and sleep it off. And I was like, huh? Excuse me? Sleep it off. So, so okay. That, that's and then she got discouraged and she never went to the doctors again until it turned to 20 pounds. And she went into surgery. They removed a 20-pound cyst off of her over. I don't oh. understand. Well, sis, this, this is my question. Okay. You go to the doctor. They tell you, don't worry about it. Then you go to the ER, and they say, sleep it off. But mm -hmm. as you're growing, and your belly is growing, and, you, and you're not pregnant, um, why didn't you continue to go to the doctor until somebody did mm -hmm. something for you? I don't understand. Well, sis, let me tell you this. In researching her story, I found more stories where the cysts were even bigger. 50 pounds, 132 pounds. So okay. I'm not sure because if I get a pea-sized bump, not even a pea, if it's pin size and it ain't supposed to be there, I'm going to the doctor. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm, I'm kind of blaming her. And I guess since she didn't die anything, it's like, do you sue somebody? But I'm just like, no, every day you're looking more and more pregnant and you're not pregnant. I'm just going to go to somebody until somebody does something. Right. I'm not going to get that discouraged. I don't know. That Maybe that's just me. Maybe, I just, I, maybe I'm just a little bit more assertive. I don't know. But that just, to me, that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't make sense to me either. Um. I, I, I'm struggling with that one. So it was just something I came across that it was literally in the news, on the news. They did a whole news report on it. And I just thought it was interesting and wanted to share and hear what you thought about how you let 20 pounds grow in your stomach before you do something about it. That's all I'm saying. Here's a little self-disclosure. I went to the doctor yesterday. My sis is three centimeters. And I'm like, okay, what y'all going to do about that? Y'all going to do it exactly. <laughs> Right, three centimeters, and I'm like, uh, so when when is the surgery? <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying, but three centimeters, you know, that's those are the ones they just kind of like, eh, that'll probably go away on its own. Well, we're gonna see. Okay, okay. Um, did you hear about our girl Nikki Haley? Yes, ma'am. For those who don't know, Nikki Haley is a South Carolinian like myself and Lynn, and she resigned um, from her position as the UN ambassador. So all the speculation is going around about why. Now mm -hmm. I got mine, sis. Do you have any? Do you have any uh, particular thoughts about why she resigned? Well, now I, I'm not the, I'm not a major politics follower type person where I know all the ins and outs and stuff. I just know, or I feel like I know, I think. Okay. It's not as simple as it's being made out to be. Yes. Some other reason that's not being shared. Mm-hmm. Very interesting that it happened right after Kavanaugh got his little position. Okay. And... I just think it's more to it. It's not just, oh, yeah, I'm resigning. I need to take some time off. Nah, something else is going on. Well, I don't know what. There's some sort of conspiracy. I do believe. Okay. I personally think number 45 probably tried to grab the poochie cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
gonna tell it. What she told was that she gonna support him in 2020. Yeah, that's what so she, I was like. That's what she say. That's what she say. But I think it had something to do with I don't know. You know that whole the whole Kavanaugh male thing. Something that's been said. There's something that's just not sitting right with her. Now, personally, you know, even mm. though she's a Republican, I like Nikki Haley. You know, I like what she did for the state of South Carolina. I did not vote for her, but I'm not completely against her either because I think she did some some really good stuff for South Carolina. Yeah, so, she gave my daddy the order of the pound medal. So well, well exactly. I for that. <laughs> and like but I, it's it's something going on. And when she gets out of office, she'll write a book. But we'll find out. But I just thought that was kind of cool since she was from here. And then I'm wondering, okay, is she going to come back to South Carolina? Is she going to stay in Washington? What is she going to do? Because I do think Nikki Haley is going to be the first woman president. Um, I just got that feeling. I think she went to Washington because that was her time. She got the feel. And I think I wish it would have been Hillary, but since it's not, I think it's going to be Nikki Haley. If not president, I think she'll be vice president. I really do. Yeah, well, she said she wasn't running. That's what they, Lynn, they lie. You know how they I, lie. I know. You know how they lie. Okay. Okay, well, moving on. Sis, did you hear about the young black man in Georgia earlier this week who was questioned and detained, not in the jail, but in the community? by the police because he had he was babysitting two white kids and a white woman called the police on our brother. Yes, I did. How you feel about that? I just read about it more about it a few minutes ago and I just I I just think it's completely absurd. Like I'm glad that the police officers didn't make more of it than what it was. But I'm like, lady, do you not have anything else to do? The kids didn't ask you for no help. Just like their mama said, they didn't look distressed. Exactly. And old enough to scream or let someone know that something is wrong. Just put that out there. Right. So what why are you concerned? You know why. You know. You know why. You have absolutely nothing else to do then with your life. And this is what got me. Like when all of the, you know, they have the hashtag, like hashtag black and barbecuing and hashtag black and babysitting. I'm like, no, let's do something about these people who call and make these reports. Let's, and, and you find out that it's false and you're just racial profiling. Let's charge they ass with something. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how people get hurt. That brother could have been killed. What if he moved the wrong way or did the wrong thing or tried to protect the little girl and then the police overreacts? You know what I'm saying? And in my opinion, I think that's what these people are doing. I think they call the cops in hopes that something like that will happen. I really, I know it's a conspiracy theory, but that's really what I think because there was no reason for her to call the cops because he's babysitting in the grocery store. Yeah, I'm going to kidnap the kids and I'm going to take them to the grocery store. Right, right. You know, and and then we have this big old heart. Well, you know, this is the world that we're living in. No, cuss her ass out, file some false police charges or something. And we because if we don't do something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that, was, that just aggravated my nerve because, again, I have a brother 
mm-hmm. you have a son, you know, it could have been, it could have been your son. It could have been your son or my brother. Right. Right. And then what? So, you know, but anyway, you know, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm looking for stuff like that. And every time I see something, you know, I'm going to say something about it. And I think we ought to start charging those people or making them. Yeah. Do false, right. False police reports or calls to or whatever they call it. I don't know. But yeah. Exactly. Nine one one for no reason. Exactly. Exactly. They listen, they, they reprimand kids for doing it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Okay. Well, guys, that was um, our in the news. Um, sis, would you like to lead us into our uh, next segment? Uh, I thought you were going to say, would you like to lead us into temptation? No. Or into um, prayer. Or into prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I will lead us not into temptation. Okay. And I will lead us not into prayer. I'm just saying. <laughs> Okay. No, well, I don't want to lead in the, the our next set uh segment is covering what you think about this. But the first topic, sis, I think is yours. Okay. Well, I I mean I can do that. I can do that. Um, so you know I'm a sports fanatic, and this has to do with the one and only Mr. LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And so Mr. LeBron James said in an um, after practice interview the other day that he allows his 11 and 14 year old sons to drink wine with him and his wife. How do you, well, what do you think about that, sis? Well, now I heard the story. Okay. I didn't get all of the ins and outs of it. Okay. I know that there are cases here and abroad where children drink wine with dinner with their family. If it is in that context, I honestly don't see anything wrong with it. If they are drinking dinner, I mean, drinking wine with dinner with their parents. Not sure how I feel about it. They were just sitting around, you know, drinking it up sloshing it up no that's a little different but if they are drinking with dinner i i really don't see anything wrong with it because it's not you know wine is wine is a it's a different kind of drink than drinking liquor or even drinking beer i feel like it's a you know people study wine and they they learn about different types of wine and things of that nature. And it's not treated like um, liquor or beer. And they pro- I would hope that they not filling up a whole glass. You know, it may be just um, a little bit that they allow them to drink with their dinner. And I don't know if that's what it is or not, because there were no, it, there was no details but if they're doing it that way, as you know, the children do in Europe, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. I will say that I am surprised. I'm surprised that you have that take. Um, I feel if that was Joe Blow off the street, the Department of Social Services would have been at his house already. But I, I, I can agree with that. I think because it's LeBron James, 
it's a little bit more taboo and maybe it's okay. I have a problem with the 11 year old and because he did not clarify, he said, he said, we allow them to drink with us. Um, and he said, blame me, not the mama, blame me. Mm-hmm. But I think 11 years old is too young to introduce to alcohol. Um, the 14 year old, and it, it kind of depends on the circumstance. Like you said, I don't know about the drinking dinner because he said my sons are wine connoisseurs which says to me if you're a wine connoisseur then you are drinking lots of wine and i think i I know in my opinion 11 years old is too young i'm kind of on the fence with the 14 year old but Mm -hmm. i think because it's lebron james people are justifying and finding reasons for it to be okay Mm -hmm. um i i I wouldn't do it personally um then i'm not a drinker either but I would not allow my nephew, Michael, for those who don't know, my my nephew, Michael, who's 10, I would not allow him to drink wine at at 10 years old right now. I I just think it's inappropriate. And um, I was shocked, but I I don't know if that's a rich person thing and I can get away with that or I don't know. But anyway, something with the, it's more about the 11 year old that just kind of is not sitting right with me and nobody's challenging it. And I think because it's LeBron, you know, so that's that's quite possible. I'm not sure if, you know, um, you know, if Bonquisha and them, uh -uh, not Bonquisha, (laughs) (laughs) cousin LaQuake, her and Ray Ray and them, you know, was on the news talking about the kids drinking wine with them if they would get away with it. But I do believe that it, it is a biased status thing because nobody's going to think that Bonquisha and them are wine connoisseurs and are studying wine and, you know, are able to get fine wine and things of that nature. So them drinking with their kids is going to be, what y'all drinking? Because I know you're not drinking no, you know, I don't even know names of wine. We're going to go with Pinot Grigio. I don't know if they can afford it or not. I don't know. I'm not a wine connoisseur. But, you know, they're going to assume that they drinking Mad Dog 2020 or something. <laughs> well, let, let me say this, and we can, and we can move on. I well, promise you, if you we're having dinner with Mir and Edison. Let's, you know, let's go to the future. Mir is five now, six years. And you just happen to be like on online, you know, how everybody put everything on FaceTime or Facebook or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you had Mir drinking a glass of wine and doing it the right way and with you and teaching him about it. I guarantee you that next morning, you <laughs> yes, office, I promise you, the people gonna be at my door. They don't call the people. I promise you. So you know, but I, I I was really I was really shocked by that. So you know, but I'm I'm surprised with the whole parenting thing. Like I know you do that you that you were okay with that. I'm very surprised by that, and I'm disappointed in you. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> now I don't know enough about wine to be around here giving me an Edison wine. Yeah, nah. It ain't okay in my house because I don't know nothing about it. I don't know how much to give them. I don't know what's the good ones. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, and I don't... Must be a wine connoisseur. Well... They are. Must be. 
connoisseur or not, I think 11 years old is 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 too is too young. Cause the next thing you know, they're gonna be smoking weed, and then it's gonna be well, that's okay too. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, okay. So the one, you go ahead and live your illustrious life in LA and drink with your boys, and hopefully DSS won't come to his door. <laughs> well, Europeans apparently don't have issues with drunkenness and alcoholism when their kids do it. So I don't know. I, I think with the wine, there's a there's a, a way to, to do it. Well, I know people who get sloshed down, pissy drunk with wine. So, I hear they do, but they're doing it wrong. That's why. Okay, well, you know, we will agree to disagree on that one. Um, so I sent you a video um, about the identical twin sisters who were transitioning to become males. Yes, 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 yes. I found that very, very interesting. One, because they were identical twin sisters and both of them wanted to transition to be males. Right. Can we say genetics? I'm just asking. Well, you know, my thought on genetics. Or do we say choice? What, what, I, uh, do we say genetics? I'm just saying, I'm talking about in this particular case. In this yeah, particular case. I, I feel like genetics is definitely a part of it. I mean, because it's, you know, that's a whole lot of well, my sister did it, so I want to do it too. That's that's a whole lot, a lot of for it just to be. I want to do what my sister does for whichever one, you know. But the girls in the story, the girls now guys, discuss the fact that they were attracted to girls. Um, I'm sorry, when they were teenagers. Yes, as as girl as girls, they were attracted to girls. Right, they were they were attracted to girls, so they knew that they were lesbians in their teens. Yes. Um. Now, are we discussing? Are we having the discussion about genetics or just the story itself? I mean, just the, just the story itself, because for me, you know, I have a personal story that goes along with that. So that's why it was interesting to me because I been through that you know with in in my my life experience i've been through this particular situation of someone transitioning and so it just it was it just hit home for me you know yeah well i i've not i don't know anybody that has transitioned um or well not anybody personally i mean i do have a i do know someone who is in the process i know of someone but it is a very interesting and it's very interesting that it was, you know, a set of twins at the same time. They've done the same thing and they wanted the same thing. I do find that to be interesting. And they're doing it together. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. what, that's what blew my mind. It's not like, you know, one of them had the desire to, you know, the gender identity or whatever. The fact that they're doing it together is what tripped me out. And right. then the... One of the twin sisters had a baby the first time she had sex with a male when she was right. she was 16. She got pregnant. And so now her his son, because she's now living as a man, his mm-hmm. son calls her him angel or daddy or daddy. Right. Exactly. And 
I was just like, wow, okay, that's interesting. So let me digress for a second and tell you about this personal experience. Okay. Uh, from work, I had a client that um, she was transitioning to become a male. Mm -hmm. And she had a five-year-old daughter. Okay. She started taking the hormones and she had, she was growing the beard. Um, she didn't have her breasts removed, but she had them, uh, she would tie them down with the ace band. Uh -huh. um, save enough money to have the surgery. Right. The reason they were in services was because she was forcing her five-year-old who she has been mother to all of the five years to now call her daddy and call her him. And the five-year-old was having a very hard time with this transition and understanding. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day when I went over to the house, I was just like, yo, this is your choice, but you had a choice to have this baby. Mm -hmm. So you got to meet her where she is. Let everybody else in your life do the transition thing with you. But you got to work with this baby. Right. This is confusing to her. Right. You have been mom all her life. And now she you're supposed to be dad. Come on now. Exactly. No. And she she was staunch. She has to understand. And this is going to make me happy. This is my life. And I, I stepped out of the whole counseling mode and was like, you know what? I can't do this. I can't do this because I get you. I get you feeling trapped in the whole other person body thing. But this five-year-old, if she don't get it until she's 10 or 15, then you got to work with her. You cannot do this, you know? And then we, I worked with them for about, probably about two months. And then they upped and moved to the West Coast because she was going to move onto a, or he was going to move into a, a, a tribal reservation or something. And uh -huh. they, yeah, they were going to do the surgery and she took the five-year-old and her girlfriend and mm -hmm. they, and they moved to the, to the reservation somewhere like in Arizona or something and never, and never heard, never heard from them again. And I just wonder how, how they're doing. Yeah. That was, so when I saw the, the story about the twins and then she had the baby and but the, 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 the young boy seemed like he was well adjusted, you know, but mm -hmm. And, and we don't know if they had counseling, but that whole transgender choice versus genetics, that's a, that's a whole nother segment and a whole nother podcast in, on, you know, by itself. Well, just to let you know, I know we have wondered before how the reassignment surgery works. Yes. If you Google it, they have videos, animated videos that show you how it works. Okay, well, can you tell me how the bottom works for a woman? I get the man. I get how a man will have his wicker whacker cut off. <laughs> I know, right? Wicker uh -huh. whacker. Okay. And then they did you did you just say wicker whacker? I did. Wicker <laughs> whacker. Like what in the holy living Jesus is it? Okay. I'm I'm okay. sorry. Every now and then, in, on this episode, you guys do something to make me say, "What the?" But okay, we'll go with Wicker Wiker. I'm, I'm I'm going back to silent. I'm going back to silent now. Thank thank you, Yusuf. 
Lynn, here we go. Sister, would you please explain to me how the penis is removed? Oh, I like telewackers. Listen, okay, okay, this is what I'm saying. Okay, I can explain it to you. Okay, no, I don't want to look at that, but listen, okay. I can explain. Okay, but okay, listen to my question. I see where the man can get his penis removed and they might can make a little indention in a hole or something and put a little cup of something down there. Definitely more to it than that, but yes. Okay, but explain to me how a woman I'm about to explain. Okay. Explain it to me then. Explain it to me. I, I, need, I need how to get a penis when I'm a woman 101. All right. Here it go. Hold on. I'm going to read it. Oh, Lord. Okay. The procedure typically occurs in stages. Okay? Okay. They do, they do a double mastectomy and remove both breasts. Okay. okay? Got that. The uterus and fallopian tubes are also removed. I'm just reading the thing. Now, you got to see the animation. Genital transformation procedures are next. Okay? Okay. The urethra is rerouted to allow urination through the penis. The labia majora, hold on, you know what that is? Oh, my God, yes. Okay, that part, hold on. Okay, through the phallus. Okay, the urethra is rerouted. For the, fact, the labia majora form is now the scrotum. So they, they rework that to make it a scrotum. And okay. they, that's and the balls, right? They don't, they don't, that's the balls, right? Yes. Okay, okay. They put so they testicles in there. Okay. They take a flap of skin from the forearm to make the actual telewacha. And then you take hormones to get some testosterone. And, oh, that's all they said. Okay, now, I'm going to ask a question, Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I need your I need your expertise on this, okay? Yes. So you're gonna take some skin from your arm to make the tallywhacker. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, from what I understand, here, just tap. How big that tallywhacker gonna be? I'm just asking. Ooh. How big that arm gonna be? Um. Okay. The reason I'm asking is because the size is supposed to matter. You know, doing you know doing intercourse, right? So how big are your little testicles gonna be? And how big is your tallywhacker gonna be if you just? <laughs> I just want to know. I just, I just want to know. If they was to have to make one from my arm, listen. I would be in trouble. <laughs> no, listen, listen. Is it gonna be six inches or nine inches? Eleven and a half inches. Seven <laughs> inches. <laughs> I do not know the answer to that part. Okay, to see surgery. Okay, and so then my second question would be, is there like a pump or something that will keep it from being? Because see, I just I envision like a dildo being down there, and you just like have a constant erection for a man, a woman transitioning to a man. No, ma'am. Okay, or like is there like a little pump? You know what I'm saying? And you? No, they make it work like a the like an actual man's works. So the, I guess when you get aroused, the blood flow go to it and all that. They make it where the blood flows to it and everything. So I guess you're going, hey, doctor, um, I think I would like to have a nine and a half inch tallywhacker. What do you think? <laughs>
Is that what? Okay. And then they, okay. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm ready to move on to the next topic. That doesn't, okay. <laughs> I think, I think we'll come back to this. I think we gave the audience a little bit too much information from on. And by the way, it's called fallow, phalloplasty. That's Fal- what it's called. Phalloplasty. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the, well, back to the story. Uh, the twins had the top part of the surgery done, but they have not had the bottom part of One it. One of them has. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, I think if the, the other one had, they had, well, I know they went to the same doctor. I think one of them has had it and the other one is waiting on it. Okay. So. Okay. Well, I, I wish them all the best with their fellow lapo, lapo. Phalloplasty. Yeah, that one right there. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, that was interesting as hell. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I was going to get one on one. That's the surgery from you because you done Googled it on YouTube or something, you know. <laughs> okay. So anyway, mo- moving on to um, what do you think about this? And and we might get we might get a little interjection from our producer Yusuf here. So in Washington D.C., there was a high school football player who was mm-hmm. actually pretty good, uh, one of the best players on the team. Well, he was not allowed to play um, football or play in the games because he didn't have a permanent address. What? Guess why he didn't have a permanent address? Why? Because his ass was homeless. Why in the hell is the school district not trying to help this boy find a house instead of kicking him off the freaking team? Talking about in order to play for the school, you have to have a verifiable permanent address. The boy has been going from house to house with whomever would allow him to stay there. Right. This is what they come up with. So they kicked him off the goddamn team. That made me mad. That made me mad. I see. Yes. Producer. Producer. Hello? Okay, maybe our producer has taken a a break. No, I'm here. I'm here. No, here's, okay. here's, here's the deal. Um, okay, what, that, uh, what probably happened is if he was a good player, I guarantee you the school wasn't who put him off the team. Let's 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 start there. Uh, they probably they probably were made to put him off the team by whatever high school league uh, is um, their I guess their governing board as far as high school athletics is concerned. So what what probably happened is um, he was probably really good another what happens is sometimes these other schools will send out investigators to see where kids live because they like you know if a kid recently came into the district or it's a new kid and the kid is really good what will happen is they'll do that they will um make sure that the kid is basically um they're going to see if he's eligible or if he lives in the district and then they'll report it to the high school league and okay, what, so basically we got some spies. Yeah, and what probably happened because yeah, you do have to live in the district. You do have to have a viable address, and there is a law that states that all homeless children are, um, oh god, entitled to an education, but it doesn't necessarily say they're entitled to play af- um athletics. So yes, although um the district would not be the district or the school would not be um 
they will not have the responsibility of finding him a home. Their job is to make sure he comes to school. The job of finding him a home, like a teacher could take him in, but then that would fall. He would probably still be, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, ineligible to play sports because they would they, that that teacher or whoever would have to take on guardianship um and if his parents you know there's not enough in the st- I, I i didn't read the story but i mean you guys didn't I, if you i don't know if you guys have it there i don't know if his parents were involved or whatever but if his parents were involved and were willing to turn over um uh custody on I me mean, a guardianship to a teacher or somebody else then yeah it would have been fine but the issue um, the reason why the school would have had to put him off is I guarantee you if he was good, the coach didn't want him off the team, the the team didn't want him off, the school didn't want him off, especially if they were winning. What possibly um what possibly happened is like I said, they probably got somebody probably told from another school and okay. they probably got um they probably got uh pretty much couldn't prove it because if that's the case, um if you know, you have people out there the kid was you know, believably, genuinely, I'm sorry, I didn't mean believably, but genuinely homeless. But if that's the case, if they were to let all kids do that, coaches would just get kids to transfer and say that they're homeless. And so there has to be some type of regular regulatory to it. So a homeless kid by the, uh, by the law, by, by federal law is entitled to an education. So a school can't put them out for not having a, a, a home, not having a permanent address. They have to, to give him an education but as far as him playing athletics he does not they do not have to have him play athletics so that's and how do i know that well because i have to (laughs) they put us through this little class during uh training and part of it is on the homeless education act i think that's the name of it if i'm mistaken i could be wrong but i believe it's the homeless educate homeless child education act if i'm not mistaken okay well, um, thank, that, thank you for that, Yusuf. No um, problem. The, 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 the team, they were so appalled by it that the actual players said that they were not going they were not going to take the field until they allowed uh, the young man to be put back on the team. And, you know, of course, the story was edited. But in the end, he did get um, guardianship with someone. It was not his parents. They, he did get to live permanently with someone in the district and he was allowed to play on the team again. So it had a happy ending, but I was just like, are you serious? I mean, my thing was, come on, just help this young man find a home. He's doing the right thing. He's in school, help him instead of kicking him off and doing it. But I do understand the regular, the regulatory thing and the whole, I get that. It w- it just touched my heart that he was trying to do the right thing living from place to place because he could have very well gone astray, you know. So I thought that was cool. Okay, sis, so where we at? Where we at? Um, okay, so that was the the issue. I'm glad we got the input from the teacher slash coach. Yes, yes. Um, that did make me feel a little better though. That did make me feel a little better. This crazy school stuff works. But um so my story that I came across was about the parents who wanted to sue the school because their son did not make the varsity soccer team and was not allowed to play JV because he's too old. So now they're suing the school district. And these Caucasian people? 
I do not know. That sounds like somebody who's not being, who's not used to being told no. I'm just saying. Right. right. I, I do not know, but yeah, or or a case of, and listen, producer can, can talk about this too, a case of the, I think my child is better than he really is, and you don't know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing: we all would like to, as parents, we would all we all would like to see our children through these uh, rose colored glasses. Like, you know, either they do no wrong, or you know, it's not their fault, and or they're better than what they are. But what I what I've learned over the years is there's very few, is is so few parents who think like these parents here. It's so I mean, it's few parents who do think like this um i might encounter one every two or three years who just thinks that their kid is more than what they are i got a parent now actually whose son we are going to cut we're gonna cut him like it's no doubt hands down we have already made the decision that we're gonna cut him i knew last year we were gonna cut him this year um and he was at the middle school and, and we just know that we're gonna cut him we already know we're gonna be in two three meetings but that's why we're gonna cover ourselves when we do tryouts we have a uh a rubric and we record the tryout and so when uh when we put it in we we have our rubrics and then we copy it and we give it to the athletic director and we give a copy of the tryout tape to the athletic director so that when the meeting comes up this is our proof well this is our decision that was made and here's why we made that decision if we have to explain it um just to cover our backs. And if the soccer coach didn't do that, you kind of got to do some things on your end because there are some crazy parents out there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I have to go back to it's very few parents out there. It's a select few parents that really think that their child is more than what they really are. And I'm going to be honest, like, you, you know, my friend Josh, he plays, he trains his kids. And um, his son, Tao, is one of the top fifth graders in the state and his other son, Jason is in the second grade and Jason not too long started training with, with Josh. And every time they finish training, Josh plays them one-on-one -on -one, and then Josh beats them. I mean, physically bowls them over and, and beats them uh, like 10 to nothing. Um, and he doesn't take it easy on them. And then uh, and so that when they go and they compete, um, he, even then when they're competing, he's, very critical of them. No, he wasn't that good. Uh, Tao was recently at a middle school camp and Tao killed and he's only in the fifth grade and he was with the elite eighth and seventh graders in North Carolina and South Carolina and Tao was killing. And later that night, me and Josh was talking at his house and he was like, hey, was Tao really that good? I didn't see it. I was like, Josh, Tao was good today. He's like, well, I didn't see it. So it's a lot more, it's a lot more parents like Josh than there are like the parents that you're talking about. Okay. And see, my thought was, what kind of message is that sending to the child? You don't get your way, or if you think you're better than something else, then over, then we'll just sue. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, you know, you got you got to work for it. You got to earn it. So you're going to go sue the district because you're not good enough to play varsity. Are you serious? So anyway, yeah. I thought that was crazy, sis. I yeah. thought that was crazy. Yeah. I thought so, too. Those people thought, crazy. Those people crazy. Just yeah, you just you let them you let them live, let them live, let, let them, them live. yeah, let okay. them be, let them try to be great. Hey sis, let me let me ask you something. Since I think we kind of know our topic for next week, why don't we move on to entertainment? What what do you think? Okay, and uh, we because guys, we we do have one other topic about what do you think about this, but I think we're gonna hold on to that to next week to episode number three, 
And because um, I, I think it's interesting and we don't want to rush it. So I think we, we're going to move on to the anything, everything and nothing uh, entertainment weekly segment. What do you think about that, sis? Sounds good to me. Okay. Um, you know, um, your boy, Poochall, you know who that is? Sure do. You know, I watch Ray Donovan. Do you watch Ray Donovan? I started it, but I haven't really gotten into it. Okay, well, for those who don't know, um, what's the name of the show, sis, that he used to be on, the, the black show, um, with the football? Um, the Game. The Game. So that would be Pooch Hall, and I'm a fan of his through Ray Donovan. Okay. But guess what happened to him earlier this week or late last week? What is that? So he was arrested um, for DUI, which is driving under the influence. But um, guess who was in his lap while he was driving? Who? His two-year-old son. Oh, Lord. He ran into two parked cars, sis. Oh, wow. With his two-year-old son in his lap? Pull up from the pull up. That's all I'm saying. What is wrong with people? Now, Now, and then check this out. So you know how social media goes. They also found a couple of months ago or whenever, but he was driving and doing the whole, was it a Facebook Live thing? Uh Driving the car with the Facebook Live with the children in the back. So he got all this going on with the children in the back. So just to say, they didn't call DSS on LeBron, but DSS is involved in Pooch Hall's life right now. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yes. Yes. And I'm just like, okay, Lynn, here we go. Here you are. Had a successful movie show. Had a had the Ray Donovan, the game. Um, he's been on some other things. I've seen him on some of the, you know, like the uh, the shows on CBS and ABC. Mm-hmm. Living in Hollywood. Why you Why are you drinking and driving? Right. Why are you drinking and driving? Oh, like, call somebody. You got enough money to call an Uber or get you a personal driver and go get sloshed. But you got your two year old in your lap. In your lap. Okay, can can we do the ding dong, dum dum of the day? Dum dum of the day. Dum dum of the day. Dum dum. Officially gets the Lynn and Kim dum dum of the day recognition. Ding 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 ding. He got it. He got it. Okay. Dumb. Just dumb. Just don't do it, and he's just dumb. Okay, sis. Now you hit me off earlier this week about something, and I can't wait to hear it. Oh. Tell me what you got to tell me about Tupac. Because <laughs> I've been waiting on this. I've been waiting on this all week. I'm like, Tupac, okay. Didn't what? Tupac die like, four years, like 25 years ago or something? What the hell? How old CJ is is how long ago? 22 years ago. Okay. Well, where he done popped up now? So Tupac died. So basically. Yeah. On September 13, 1996, at 4.06 p.m. Okay. Okay. Why I know all that? Well, because he died on the same day that my child was born, about six minutes apart or something. But anyway, so they say. Now, I have always had my suspicions Mm -hmm. and wondered, was he really gone? And so have other people. Other people have wondered about that too and said just like they used to do with Elvis back in the day, 
you know, there were Elvis sightings and people wanted to believe that Elvis was still alive. Well, I ain't no huge Tupac fan, so we don't have nothing to do with, oh, you know, I want him to be alive. I just kind of felt like there was something up with that. Well, recently, from two different sources, I have heard that he's alive somewhere. The first source is some English dude who was like, I don't know, a bodyguard or something for him back then that tells this whole story about how the the death was faked and how they got him out of the hospital and they shipped him off to Cuba and he been living in Cuba. Then the second story came from Suge Knight's son who says that he is very much alive and is living somewhere else. Not Cuba, he said somewhere else. I can't remember where. But both of these popped up recently. Now, ain't nobody doing a whole lot of talking about them, but it really makes me wonder. These two different sources, the little English dude did a whole segment on something where he was talking about that, about how everything was done. Okay, how how it was it was set up to fake his death. Right. And you said this happened, he died September oh. something, so could that could my it son that? said that he's living in Malaysia. Okay. And I I'm going I'm gonna say I don't believe that only because it's too much social media now and it's too many investigative everybody's. If Tupac was alive, after somebody would have seen Tupac in 22 years. I just yeah. I don't there's a picture of him and Beyonce. Um, now, Beyonce was a teenager when Tupac died. This picture that they have come up with, wherever they came up with it from, she's not a teenager. Okay, now don't you have something? Don't they? Can't you crop some pictures or something or, or make something? something to do you something. Can. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, sis. I don't know now. It can be done. All I know is Tupac was one of the greatest rappers that I know, or that I that I, that was of my lifetime. I don't think Tupac lived enough. I think Tupac did. I don't know. Now, I'm gonna tell you now. I'm gonna tell you. They had a thing on USA talking about the big and Tupac story. That was when they were trying to figure out who killed Tupac and Biggie. Yeah. If you want to see a good documentary or a good show, that one was good. And so I'm so you you thinking that he's alive. I have always thought that uh, it was something to that. Okay. And there was something going on with that. I don't know why, and I don't know why. I don't know why it set that way with me. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, that is, you know, the, the English dude gave the, the whole scenario about how it went down. And then here come Suge Knight's son saying what he got to say. Cheryl. I would I would best believe that they're 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 looking for some for some type of notoriety or something. I don't know, but you know, I just believe with everything oh, the guy on, right here, a British man. Yeah. Somebody would have seen Tupac by now or something would have surfaced or something. So I don't know, but I but sis, I thank you for sharing that Tupac could possibly be in Malaysia or in Cuba. Or in Cuba. Or in Cuba. I don't know. <laughs> okay. But this dude, okay, this dude is claiming that it was a plot put together by the Black Panther movement 
and involved Tupac disguising himself as a co-pilot on a jet to Barbados before later traveling to Cuba. But none of the claims have been proven despite his, this dude's claim that he has video evidence. Well, show the video. Show, put it on YouTube. Let me see it. Because without without that, I don't I don't care. Let me I see. don't know what he doing with that video. Let me see what the video. Okay. All right. Well. Okay. That's yeah. entertainment. Any anything else about Tupac in Malaysia or Cuba? I know, but when I find him, you know, we'll we'll talk we'll, about it again. We'll come back. We'll come back. Um, <laughs> sis, let's skip to. The season finale of the Braxton's Family Values, and we're we gonna put we're gonna put that Bill Cosby thing in our episode next week. I ain't seen the episode yet. Okay, well, guess what? You suck. Yeah, okay. I ain't seen it. Okay, well then, if you ain't seen it, then ain't nothing. I saw the clip. I saw the clip of Mama Evelyn going in on Tamar though. That clip ain't got nothing to do with our homework assignment of watching the final episode. Look here. The TV won't play it, so I can't do nothing about it. Well, then we ain't going to sit here and waste our audience's time because you ain't seen it. So I guess we'll take, we'll put that on next week as well because I need you to see it before we can discuss it. I can tell you my point of view, but what good is that? If this is the Lynn and Kim show, what the hell is the good of me telling the Kim side? Here you go. Here you go. You right. Okay, well, guys, what we're going to do, so we're going to shift some stuff around, and um, we're going to go to a segment called This Ain't Got Nothing to Do With Nothing. At all. At all. Some randomness that's just a part of our lives, what we think about, and um, and what we experience. What'd you say, sis? What'd you say? I said what we experience. Ooh, I got it. This ain't got nothing to do with nothing about entertainment though why ti and tiny got another show coming out and is they together or not yeah they got the something about the 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 ti and tiny family hustle friends hustling or something they hustling with the friends and the family now monica latoya lucky the other toya wayne little wayne baby mama toya and tiny and ti and are they together or not? Well, when T.I. and Tiny stopped the family hustle and they divorced and he, whatever, and then she got pregnant, I think all of that is scripted. I think all of that is to make money. I love T.I. as a rapper. Um, mm-hmm. I did watch the family hustle show or whatever, but I can't, you know, it's just too much. Like, you know, like, okay, I saw him and how he did his thing. I don't care about Monica, but you know what? People are going to watch it because, yeah. because they love T.I., you know? But right. he's supposed to be dating the the the, the, the pretty brown-skinned girl. I don't I can't think of her name. Something with a B. Starts with a B. And then she... Bernice Bujo or something like that? The, the side girl? Yeah, or something. Okay. The so, that had the baby or something about a baby? Okay, I don't know nothing about no baby now. But, but, but my thing is... She was at the American Music Awards and she had on this sexy outfit and then T.I. was supposed to be looking at her and Tiny. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, you know, I'm just like, go and do your life. Go and do your thing. Nobody cares. Just go. You know, that makes me think that Monica, Latoya Luckett, 
and Lil Wayne ex baby mama, I think that they uh -huh. might they might need some coins, and so yes. this got in the way of putting them putting them back on, you know, putting well, them back. Yeah, Latoya Lucky is on Greenleaf. She ought to be making some coins. Okay, well, I mean, hell, Lynn, she probably fought it and just. <laughs> I mean, she had, you know, a couple of shows here and there, but you know, it it takes a lot to live that lifestyle. You know, on a show, these people, you know, they make money off these shows. Can we get a show? Yeah, I, I hope it'll be interesting. Maybe so, maybe so. I don't know. Okay, well, okay, well, that's your ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Do you? That's want my second ain't. I got another. My first ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Well, would you like to lead us into that, or what you want to? Sure. My trip to, to Columbia with my uncle. Okay. Now, since you, this ain't got nothing to do with nothing, but this does have something to do with something. You know about my anxiety. Yes, I know, but you need to tell the audience, because I know about your anxiety, but you need to tell the audience about your anxiety. Well, this particular portion of my anxiety is regarding riding in the car with other people. Now, let me tell y'all, my sis, my big sis, can't ride in the car with nobody but a couple of people. I'm not one of them people. Please know that when we go places and we go out of town and we drive my car, I'm not the one driving my car. Absolutely. Don't drive. Absolutely. Because of her road anxiety. Absolutely. Well, I didn't realize that I got a very similar road anxiety to my sister. Um... I'm scared when other people drive. Now, I'm not scared when she drives because she drives like I drive. But I have come to realize because I've had some car troubles here lately and I've had to ride with other people that I'm very nervous when I'm riding with other people. So my trip to Columbia for work last week included riding with my uncle. And my uncle's a very careful driver. There's nothing, you know, wild and crazy or anything about his driving. But our, uh, we ended up behind a shred truck at one point. You know, the trucks that, that come and do the shredding for you? Yeah, yeah. It's not a particularly big truck. It ain't no 18-wheeler. But nonetheless, it's way taller than me. And it's a truck. And I'm scared of them. Okay. And it's got this little lip on the back. This little, this little thing that if the car run into it, you know, yeah, the little lip gonna get you. Okay. So we were <laughs> we were behind it and too close for my comfort. So I thought for sure Unc was gonna get in the other lane, right? That he was gonna get from behind the truck because I was like, surely he don't want to be behind it either. But Unc stayed behind the truck, okay. and I was real nervous. And I kept saying, and I didn't even realize I was I was continuing to say it, but I was like, oh, yeah, I said something about it. And I was like, yeah, I don't get behind them things. Up. Then I kept saying it. I kept saying, yeah, I moved from behind him. And he told me, I trying to send him a message. <laughs> but I didn't even realize I was doing it. And he was like, well, you know, you keep saying that. You want me to get from behind the truck? <laughs> and then he was like, I ain't gonna Take your ass nowhere again. Get your ass from you the best way you can. He was like, my knee's crazy. I was like, oh, yeah, um, yeah, that would be good. If you oh. get from back. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. Oh, Unc moved from behind the truck, and he was laughing at me, and I just, but I mean, from riding with him, from riding with my little, my wonderful co-worker, you know, the times I've ridden with her, she's not a bad driver, she's a great driver, but I have realized that I'm very scared riding with other people. Okay. And it, it took you to get behind the lip of the shred truck and to have to repeat to Unc that- yeah. Realize that you've got an issue with driving with people. Yes. And with, and fine with, with co-worker too. You know, I just and and like I said, like she's not a bad driver. I just felt like I was putting on brakes a lot because I would brake sooner than she does, you know, when she behind people. Yes. <laughs> you over there breaking in the in the passenger seat. Breaking in the passenger seat. <laughs> yes, yes. And I was like, okay, so now I know how Kim feels. I know um, your struggle. I know your struggle. I know your struggle. I and I, but see, I already know that riding with Nicole is scary. I already knew that. And I, you know, I ride with her a lot too, but I already know what I'm getting into when I ride with her. I already know I got to hold on to the door, close my eyes, put on brakes, mm. and make sure that I get ready to shift right, you know, from time to time. I already know. See, that's why I don't ride with people because uh -huh. I would not be able to survive that. Okay. Uh, how Nicole don't run into nothing, I don't know. She be doing things. She be driving crazy. And me and D, when it's all three of us, D is the other friend. When me and D getting in the car, we fight over who getting in the front. Because she be like, I'm not getting in the front. I be like, I don't want to get in the front. So it's this whole thing. Because we already know. Okay. Yeah. I, I, so thank you. Thank you for letting me know. If we ever have to ride with Nicole, I'll just say no thank you. And I'll keep you, it. You wouldn't be able to do it. You wouldn't be able to do it. Now, sis, I'm going to tell you the truth. That right there really ain't had nothing to do with nothing. Nothing. Like for real, for real. Nothing. Well, but that's the point. Exactly. Now, I got one for you. Okay. All right. Why do some people take really beautiful, sexy selfies and then other people's selfies be jacked the hell up? Now, that really ain't got nothing to do with nothing. But, but check this out. Because I am on the take the jacked up selfies. I right. know what to do with the angle and the something or the other. I take the worst damn selfies. My head looks big. My eyes look crossed. My head look bald. I, it, it, I cannot know. I mean, and I'm just saying, everybody, I ain't the worst looking chick in the world. You know what I'm saying? But, but on a damn selfie, <laughs> look here. Listen, there is that the way, that way to do it. I look know. Here. And check I have seen people and when I see them in person, that ain't the same chick that was on that selfie. Okay. Now, let me, t let me tell you who takes the most beautiful selfies. Everybody, I have a niece named Jayla. I mean, she got that thing where it'd be like, bam. And Chantel, my daughter, she does the bam selfie. Yeah, I she sure does. Listen, I take a selfie, and I take like 45, and I delete every damn 45 of them damn pictures. It's the, that's why my damn picture on my Facebook page is the damn same. I want to change my profile picture, but I can't get the damn selfie right. Listen, Jayla tried, but check this out. I took one one time and my damn eyes crosses and <laughs> I was like, how the hell did that happen? So <laughs> what do you, or do you look at the camera thing or do you, I can't figure it out. And you know how competitive I am. I am like, I am going to learn to do this damn selfie thing. 
but I am the one who takes the jacked up selfies and I want anybody who can give me some pointers on how to take a good looking, it got to be sexy now, uh-huh. who can give me some pointers on how to take a nice looking selfie and help me come up with my new profile pic for my Facebook page. I'm just asking for anybody in the audience who listens to Kim, to, who listens to Lynn and Kim, help a sister out. We're going we gonna to give you an email address, phone number, something. I need some help. You you just really want to take a good selfie, huh? I just want to take a good selfie. I just want to take a a beautiful, sexy selfie. That's what I want to do. Yes. I can't help you because I don't take the best ones either. But, well, okay. Well, I just wanted to put that out there and we're going to get some help. And so my last random ass thought for the night, sis, is this right here. And everybody, excuse me, that's my baby Poco in the background. He... He's wanting something. Hey, Poco. I'm coming, Poco. Um, sis, have you ever um picked up a razor with your toes in the shower? <laughs> um, ma'am, that really got nothing to do with nothing. No, but okay. So the reason I'm asking, right? But the answer is yes. Okay. Now, so is that weird or is that not weird? I don't think it's weird. Okay, because Roz said to me, and everybody remember, Roz is my friend. Roz said, oh my God, who the hell picks up something with their toes? (laughs) I pick up a lot of things with my toes. Well, hell, I done picked up a face cloth. (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, if you just can't reach down there, you gotta get it, you know? Well, Well, that's what I'm saying. But she was like, oh my God, I've never picked up a razor with my toes and I'm just like how the hell you ain't never picked up a razor with your toes right <laughs> so everybody Ross just walked in the room and she laughed <laughs> <That> was, <"Hi." laughs> hey, Ross. <laughs> listen I'm just saying so I was like well hell you know I done picked up some food off the floor with my toes right. you know what I'm right. saying some money. like oh my god who does that and I'm just like Girl, your toes is like your fingers. You know what I'm saying? You got right. to utilize them damn things, especially in the shower, because you can't get your hair wet. You know? Correct. Well, let me, you know what? Let me clarify. For those who heard me say that I picked up money with my toes, not, I was not on the stage, and I had all my clothes on. So don't get the wrong idea. Yeah, that's what you say. That's what you say. Excuse <laughs> you? Wait a minute. Listen, you know you was at Le Royce. <laughs> you was at Le Royce. <laughs> I was no such place. I don't know anything about that. Look here, your name, little little wiki wacker. <laughs> no, ma'am. Get off my phone. Coming, coming to the stage, everybody. Lil oh. Lynn and the Willy Wacker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. So, Go to bed. Goodbye. So listen, guys. Um, that's that's our show for today. We had a great time because, again, we talk about anything, everything, and nothing. All day, every day. want to give a shout-out to our producer, Yusuf, who's probably cursing us out because we're having such a good time and just going on and on and on. And, yes. of course, we want to thank the Fi Life for giving us this opportunity. We look forward to seeing you guys or talking to you guys next week. I am Kim, also known as the Big Sis. And I am Lynn, the little sis, and we just need y'all to know that this is what we do. This is what we do, and we are out.
You hear that? Listen closer. That, my friend, is the deafening sound of focus. It drowns out all the useless noise that can clutter the moment. Naysayers don't exist. Haters? Smaters? The peanut gallery? Who's that? When you're in your zone, all that noise and all that buzz is just elevator music. So, enjoy your journey, focus on your goal, and bask in the quiet roar that is progress. Because when it's your time to shoot that shot, spit that verse, or close that deal, the only voice that matters is yours in Fire Life. Businesses, your continued determination has not gone unnoticed. As a new year brings new challenges and a new outlook, rest assured everyone at Numerica will continue doing everything we can to ensure you succeed. Federally insured by NCUA. Numerica members rise to the challenge. Whether you're embracing digital banking tools or lifting up your neighbors, we love watching you live well in every moment. Here's to continuing to make us and our community proud. Federally insured by NCUA.